we've all heard the expression, let them eat cake. Said supposedly by Queen Marie Antoinette of France. Well, there is no evidence that proves that she actually did say it. However, the events unfolded in, had unfolded in France at the end of the 18th century do point out that the huge differences in the way different classes of the society were treated back in the 1700s. So today we are going to talk about the French Revolution. The Seven Years' War between the French and British Empires, France's involvement in the American Revolution, the lavish and extraordinary banquets, lavish and extravagant banquets, and spending on a series being spent by a series of French kings left the treasury empty. To top it off, the drought of 1789 led to bad harvest and cattle disease. As a result, the prices of bread went up 80%. The desperation started to set in. Da-da-da. Commoners and peasants started to riot and protest against the high taxes. But since King Louis the Sixteenth lived away from the capital of the country in a beautiful and lavish Versailles, he didn't concern himself with the unfolding events in Paris. Thus, in 1786, Controller General Charles Alexandre Decalon suggested a financial reform where aristocrats would have to pay taxes. Now, let's look at some of the actions by King Louis XVI. He decided that in order to pass this reform, he needed the support of the clergy and nobility. And so, he summoned the Estates General, uh, which consisted of the clergy and nobility and later the Third Estate, which was everybody else that wasn't clergy or nobility, uh, to ask them if they would, to ask the movement to tax them. He called in the Estates General, which is an assembly that represented the nobles, clergy, and later the Third Estate. Now the thing is, everybody had an equal vote and the nobles had the right to veto any decision. So how do you think this meeting went? You're wrong, unless you got it right. So, the nobles refused to give up their privileges and threatened to revolt against the king if he decides to enforce the reform. Needless to say that the third estate, which represents 98% of France's population, wasn't going to stop until a new constitutional reform would be achieved. (coughs) The third estate gained of the liberal groups of nobles which were more supportive of the common good and they began to quickly grow in popularity 
at this point, King Louis XVI had no choice but to invite the Third Estate to participate in the National Assembly in Versailles to work on a constitution. Meanwhile, the rumors started to circulate in Paris that the military was preparing a coup. Panicked and scared rioters stormed the Bastille and the weapon and on stormed the Bastille on July 14, 1789. The goal was to secure some gunpowder was to secure the gunpowder and the weapons from the military. Today, France celebrates Bastille Day as a national holiday in commemoration of the start of the French Revolution. The news and hysteria quickly spread over to, t- to, the, cu- to the French countryside. Peasants joined the revolt and started to burn landlords, tax collectors, and other elites' homes. Nobles had to flee, flee the countryside and the National Constituent Assembly abolished feudalism on, on August 4th, 1789. <coughs> on that same day, August 4th, 1789, the assembly signed the Declaration of the Rights of Man and of the Citizen. This document was based off the political ideas of enlightenment by, by thinkers like Jean-Jacques Rousseau and promised equal opportunity, freedom of speech, sovereignty, and representative government. Interestingly enough, Thomas Jefferson, who wrote the American Constitution and was one of the founding fathers, helped write this Constitution, even though uh, it had not been the French Republic, but the Fran- but King Louis the Sixteenth that had supplied aid that helped win the American Revolution. This is something interesting. While the representatives from different classes of society worked hard to figure out the new political systems for France and working on the Constitution, King Louis XVI had another great idea. Just like the previous great-ish idea. This idea was to abandon Versailles, well, he had been forced to abandon Versailles and go to the Tuileries Palace in Paris whenever peasants and commoners decided to storm Versailles. The royal family decided it was time to escape the city. The fact that King Louis XVI still believed the farmers of the countryside still liked and were loyal to him shows how far removed he was from the people of his country. Anyway, in the summer of 1791, Louis XVI, Marie Antoinette, and their children took a heavy coach drawn by six horses and fled the city. The plan was to head to the Austrian Netherlands. Once the family reached Saint-Menhuil, I can't really pronounce that French name, the, no- the news of the escape broke and a local postmaster recognized Queen Marie Antoinette and King Louis XVI from the paper money. The royals were arrested and sent back to Paris in the next day. The next day. On September 3rd, 1791, the National Assembly came up with the first constitution. According to it, 
the monarchy would become constitutional and and the king would still have the royal veto power and would keep his ability to appoint ministers. This time, the radicals disagreed with the compromise and started to rally up to support the overthrow of the monarchy and establish the Republic of France. In April 1792, the newly elected legislature assembly declared war on Austria and Prussia as they believed that French immigrants were building counter-revolutionary alliances. Meanwhile, a radical group referred to as the Jacobins, led by Maximilien de Robespierre, restored the royal residence in Paris, stormed the royal residence in Paris, and the Tuilerist Palace, and arrested the king on August 10, 1792. Over the next year, radical Jacobins took the power took the power from the National Convention and the whole country was now in a state of anarchy. They proclaimed the abolition of the monarchy, tried the king for treason, sentenced him to the guillotine, and finally established the French Republic. In October 1793, Queen Marie Antoinette was tried and executed as well. During this reign of terror, radicals tried to eradicate Christianity and establish a new calendar. All suspected enemies of the revolution were executed. Fear and anarchy flourished in France until the leader of the radical party, Robespierre, was executed by his own radicals. He thought he had gotten too radical whenever he attempted to... Whenever it got to the point where he nearly attempted to declare himself a god. The people, tired of this constant state of fear and of the unknown, decided that they didn't like the radical system and revolted against it. This marked the beginning of the moderate times in the French Revolution. In 1795, the National Convention approved a new constitution. Now, for the first time in France's history, the executive power be in the hands of five members that were appointed by the parliament. The legislative power would be divided between uh, two consuls. It is worth mentioning that in 1794, after the execution of Robespierre, social laws and economic equality were no longer applied. People started to panic again. The royalists fueled the fire and they called the imperialist terror. And royalists fueled the fire, broke out a terror, and tried to seize power in Paris. This was Napoleon Bonaparte's sunshine. The young general quickly put down the revolt and earned the reputation for a good military leader. As with any young and developing country, people kept arguing about the new constitution and disputing who should be in charge of different branches. The disputes would get resolved through political intervention or coup d'etat. Napoleon saw this instability as a great chance to seize power and decided to proclaim himself the first consul. During his years in the military, Bonaparte uh, 
showed himself as a good leader and general. After many years spent fighting Austria, Turkey, Britain, and finally even India, he returned home to become a new ruler of France uh, and declared himself emperor. Even though the revolution of, in France was over, the rest of Europe started to pick up all the tread. I hope you enjoyed this, this episode. And I apologize for the delay.